Uh, on Halloween, we went to a block party. Okay. And within minutes, Timmy fell oh, no. into a pond in our neighbor's front lawn. Into a pond? <laughs> Why do they have a little pond out there? I don't know. <laughs> How big is this pond? It's not that big. Okay. But Timmy fell in it. Yeah. <laughs> found it. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Timmy. So, yeah. Like, really, I'm so... He... He was mad because we had to leave and go get changed. Sure. You know, and then he, we came back and then he... He wasn't mad that he fell in a pond? No, he's fine with that. Okay. <laughs> he probably liked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff. With me, as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here. Still pretty successful. How are you doing, Elise? Good. Thank you yeah. for asking yeah. me. Yeah. The other week you were offended that I don't. So I thought right. I should, yeah. You just asked Patrick. <laughs> And you already yeah. know how he is because he never you work answers. with him full time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talk all the time. You have yeah. staff meetings. I don't have a staff meeting. You want to come to a staff meeting? Not particularly. Yeah, well, then don't complain about not being invited <laughs> okay. to staff Sometimes meetings. we play games. It's true. Sometimes oh. the games are fun. Well, invite <laughs> me. <laughs> invite me when you have fun games at your staff meeting. <laughs> and I might I, come. I always think the games are fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> you make the games. Uh, thus far, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've uh, we've been doing it for a year now. So I think I'm going to turn that over and let some other people bring some games for oh, us. Oh, he he'll bring it. Yeah, he I will like, bring it. I yeah. like games. The challenge is right now that we still have hybrid staff meetings. And so you got to have games that, for the most part, you try to have Zoom people able to play too. Oh. That limits yeah. the game options. You Sucks. can't play Hanabi, probably. No. Well, it's also only a five-person game. so you know. yeah. We're epic cheaters at Hanabi. What is Hanabi? It's, it's a game where you're not supposed to know the cards in your hand. It's a col- collaborative game. Uh, but you're okay. not supposed to know the cards in your hand. So you like, hand. hold them facing outwards so everybody okay. else can see them and you okay. cannot. And you give each other clues about which card to play. <laughs> but sometimes those clues are basically play that card. And then it's no longer a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't feel like cheating so much as just playing a different game. I, it's <laughs> well, it's also around. It's very not fun. a game. It's right. just like <laughs> us putting cards in the middle of the table. And, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, we won, I guess. Right. Yay. Right. Victory is ours. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got some news before we're back oh. in the Bible. Oh, okay. And a happy November. Happy November. Uh, tomorrow, when this comes out, is election day, by the way. Yeah. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Happy day before election day. Did everybody vote? By the time this podcast comes out, I will have voted. Hopefully. Hopefully I've voted. I have voted. Did you forget? (laughs) Yeah. You got a week. I know. Yes. I've already voted. Congratulations. Yes. You're welcome. Humble brag. Yeah. No big deal. You know, I respect uh, democracy. That's all I'm saying. I mean. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? What's our news story? Uh, Our news story. Are you going to announce some election results? Yes. Right. <laughs> it's pretty obvious here in Texas. I can, tell, a, I can tell you right now. Beyond yeah. Sunday's predictions. Here right. we go. Right. So. Um, well, speaking of dystopia, if we're talking about election <laughs> results, <laughs> uh, billboards from space might eventually be cheaper than Super Bowl ads <laughs> with a much bigger audience. Billboards from space. Ooh, okay. Space billboards. So first off, do you want space billboards? No. 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 That sounds horrific. Yeah. yeah. That this feels like the beginning of a movie, you know, obviously a sci-fi movie yeah. where everything is awful. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's like um, the opposite of the Lego movie where everything is awesome. <laughs> everything, everything was is not awful. awesome in that movie. No. <laughs> yeah, but that was the song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so we're pla- uh we're plotting some uh otherworldly advertising by sending Who is s- doing this? Satellites, potentially Elon Musk. Excellent. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, he, he's he's floated the idea, huh? Yeah. Uh Also from Russian researchers. Good. Great. Yeah. Going well. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting the real, you know. Cream of the crap, we're baby. Going in the best direction possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, you would launch uh, 50 satellites into 50. low Earth orbits uh-huh. between 100 to 600 miles above the Earth's surface. Okay. Well, 
100, 600, yeah, miles. Uh, and then they would basically light up and reflect the sunlight, but in like a pattern. So mm. like, they could create words or maybe pixelated pictures yeah. in space where when you would wake up and look up there and be like, oh, there it is, advertising. So I would like walk out my door and instead of seeing the moon or Orion's belt or something like that, I would see shop at Walmart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. That's. I don't like that at no, all. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's disheartening. Right. Yeah. Um, and usually these would probably be in uh, population dense areas. Oh, sure. Because course. you want to get yeah. your bang for your what buck. What good does it do to put it over the ocean? Right. So Houston would Can't be. advertise to fish. You know, in um, America, a fairly population dense. It would be. Right. You know, place so yeah. we, we could be potentially ripe for this yeah maybe not as most ripe i mean um southeast asia you know india china would be the most population dense. but they places. think that this could be more cost efficient than super bowl advertising yes because you're reaching um now i mean the super bowl the audience for the super bowl is is, is lessened sure so there's not as many people watching the super bowl mm-hmm. i understand what lessened means yeah that, i'm with you on that one <laughs> but you throw this in the space everybody's looking up right <laughs> like the whole city is there it officially affects everyone right. i hate this world this reminds me i don't know if you ever saw the thing that's like two days after humans colonize mars and it's like a dollar general <laughs> waffle, <laughs> waffle house, house and yeah. a alexander shunara <laughs> billboard uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's yep we're going in that direction this is our future yeah uh-huh. i don't Ast- like that astronomers have riled against space advertising because of light pollution it would cause to obstruct the ability to observe planets. Yeah. Oh, that's the reason. I'm not, not an astronomer. That it's just terrible. Right. I am also against it. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> wow, what a horrible thing, right? Yeah. yeah. For for thousands well, of years, humanity has looked to the stars mm-hmm. for questions and answer, and now we'll look up there and see Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> cool Ranch Doritos. And be like, oh, thank what are the, what Am are I the alone answers? in the universe? Right. What are the answers to all the questions? <laughs> cool Ranch Doritos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is, oh, this is icky. Plus, yeah. I mean, you know, when you buy a billboard, you like are saying, okay, we own slash lease this billboard space. Uh-huh. Yeah. So are you essentially saying you own that portion of space? Because that doesn't feel right. Right. I don't think you can own that portion of space. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're owning, I guess, where the satellites are. Yeah. Making their, their pattern. And I'm yeah. saying that doesn't feel right. No. It, it, I agree. I'm saying no. <laughs> David Bowser votes no. Do I get a vote? Beyond Sunday is coming out as a no. That's right. right. Well, you haven't voted yet. So <laughs> like <laughs> so maybe maybe you could say that, but until you you know you That's actually right. go to okay. vote. This is like Beyond Sunday's first political stance. Beyond Sunday is <laughs> no, officially space against advertising. space advertising. <laughs> yeah. Uh the compromise proposed by i guess this this paper that's right why do we up. even need a compromise the answer is no. no is is just to do it during like sunrise and sunset hours. oh my gosh that's even worse yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honey look at this beautiful sunset as you get down on one knee to propose and there flashes cool ranch doritos and the <laughs> uh, yeah so there you go yeah space space advertising <laughs> pretty soon i bet we'll also have technology we could like project images onto the moon sure so that you could just like you know when you look up into the moon there's it'd be an actual man in the moon yeah yeah look at, uh, it'd be a, probably be a full moon is what the one you'd want well yeah 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 if, if you're paying to project an image on the moon you don't want to pay for the little right. crescent like, right. that's not, <laughs> there's probably a joke in there about full moon and, right. <laughs> and they're somewhere yeah. insert your own joke here right. listeners you can do you're it welcome we for believe the material. in you <laughs> he's working on it no, no, trying no, not no, to no, no, no. I'm trying not to say. Let's not keep, trying to not to say the joke going. in my mind. Let's yeah. go right on ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our main story. Family show. It's the first uh, Sunday, our first Monday of the month. Woo! So that means we're back in the Bible. It is Yay. the latest 
that the first Monday of a month can be. Oh. Uh-huh. Because it's on the 7th. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a fact for you. <laughs> it's pretty exciting stuff. Right. There's information that you right. probably already have. I love science. <laughs> And calendars. Right. <laughs> Some people out there are reading about space advertising. Right. Well, we could tell you. <laughs> you look at your calendar. Seven is as high as the number goes before you reach uh, Another a week. repeat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we're back in the Bible. Uh, we are continuing with the letters portion of the Bible mm-hmm. in Ephesians. The epistles, if you will. The epistles. Yeah. Epistle means letter. letter. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just another if language. You will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so we're going over the epistle to the Ephesians. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The town of Ephesus. Plus, we we have a little bit of debate here. Sure. Who wrote Ephesians? Excellent question. What yeah. do you think? Well, the the book says it's Paul. The book does claim. Paul, Paul, yeah. you know, we have a, right at the beginning. Verse one. A letter by Paul. Yeah. We think it's an imposter. Uh, imposter is too strong a word <laughs> because imposter feels like they're doing it maliciously. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... Some evidence to suggest that uh, a later tradition writing in the tradition of Paul used Paul's name, mm. which was a common practice at the time, using the name of someone else to write a letter uh, or to write a document in their honor kind of thing. Right. Okay. So the question is, is this written by Paul uh, contemporaneously with, is that a word? Contemporaneously? Mm-hmm. All right. Contemporaneously with sure, letters like Galatians, uh, Corinthians, etc. Or is this a letter that came up written by someone or some group of churches um, later than Paul that reflect other developments in church teachings? Right. Yeah. yeah. So there are definitely, when we look at the letters of Paul that mm-hmm. are traditionally ascribed to Paul, there are some that are almost definitely written by Paul. Paul, right. the apostle. <clears throat> yep. And some that are almost definitely not written by Paul the right. Apostle. Yep. And some in the middle that will be like uh-huh. could be yeah. written right. by Paul the Apostle or could be written by somebody who is either in his stead sure. or just we gotta attribute this to somebody. Let's Educated and well meaning faithful yeah. people could make an argument in either direction. Yeah. yeah. So Ephesians is one of those. Yep. This this certainly could be Paul. This certainly could not be Paul. Yep. We're not sure. Yeah, but I think it's worth us thinking about like how does it matter for us if it is or if it isn't Paul, right? And how do we interpret a word or how do we interpret a letter based on the fact that we say, "Oh, well, this is Paul," and what does that mean for us versus saying, "Well, this is Scripture." And so, how do we interpret Ephesians as a piece of Scripture um, in the larger context without necessarily the baggage of attributing it to Paul in particular? Yeah, that's a worthy conversation. There you go. Yeah, yeah. are we gonna have it? I think we just did. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's it. It's a conversation worthy of 30 seconds of our right. time. It's right. in the Bible. I mean, right. so it is. the early church, whether Paul wrote it or not, thought Ephesians was valuable yep. for the early church. And mm-hmm. the early church, probably, like at the time that they're you know defining the New Testament canon, probably did think that it was Paul, right? Because yeah. the best evidence that they had was, hey, this letter says Paul wrote it. So like, yeah. they yeah. were probably on board with that argument. Um, but I, I think Ephesians is great. I think there's beautiful stuff in Ephesians. Uh, and I think there are some challenges that if we take those challenges and just say, well, Paul said it, you know, I think we're missing a, a key part of the argument that can yeah. be made about that. Yeah. I'm very pro Ephesians. Sure. But we'll, we'll get to some of the questionable, more difficult parts yeah. at the end. Yeah. All right. Because this all happened at the end of the book of Ephesians. <laughs> That's where it is. So, um, strong. Starts off great. So when it comes to the church in Ephesus, though, Paul mm-hmm. does have a relationship with this church, yeah. whether mm-hmm. the, the Paul wrote this book or not. Paul... Uh, founded this church. Mm-hmm. So we learn in Acts, Paul went to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. He was kind of kicked out of the synagogue and started his own church, basically. He was like, <laughs> cool, I don't need you guys. Yep. 
and do my own thing. So he started his own thing. So the church. By the way, pastors do that today. We all look super side eye at them. Right. If you get kicked out of a denomination, you're like, I'm just going to start my own thing. That's super sketchy. Right. But what Paul did is totally cool. That's fine. So this would be a predominantly Gentile audience that mm-hmm. he is he is addressing here in, in the church in Ephesus. So mm-hmm. that would mean a predominantly non-Jewish, right. if you're unfamiliar with kind of the churchy words. So uh, so some of the letters here are written to mixed denominations, yep. some maybe even to predominantly Jewish mm-hmm. converts uh, to Christianity or to that time, the way. That's what they would call it. it followers is. of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is predominantly Gentiles. Yeah. So Paul has got or the author of Ephesians. I'm going to say Paul. You can, we can we can you say Paul to refer to the author of Ephesians. I'm fine with that. I just right. think it's important information for us. So so first he he's going to divide uh, this book this letter into two halves. So the okay. gospel story, and then our story. Both Le- those leading stories. off with the gospel. Leading off with the gospel story. Got it. Okay. So we're going to open with a poem, like you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you... There once was a man from Ephesus. <laughs> <laughs> Or nothing. a limerick? Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> nothing rhymes with Ephesus. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure you could find something. Yeah. I could, yeah. but not yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm not that good of a poet. Yeah. Um, Elise is trying it, The really wheels hard. are turning. Yeah, yeah. You, you work on it. Get back to us. <laughs> All right. So we open with a poem. Mm-hmm. So uh, Not a limerick, tragically. Not a limerick. Yeah, or a haiku. Oh, he's got a poem. Uh, and this poem is about what God has done in Christ and that anyone can be adopted into the family. And in that process forgiveness and grace cover over even our worst of sins yeah it's a good poem it is it's great i like the ending yeah uh and then it highlights the purpose of jesus to unify all things in heaven and earth mm-hmm. under christ mm-hmm. done done i'm Love a, it. i'm excited yeah. that's awesome that's let's just good. sign off there paul yeah. sincerely paul Have we've got day. some good things and then this poem also highlights the trinity uh where we have father son and spirit all mm-hmm. working together to accomplish that goal yeah we're all things unified together one of the few places in scripture where the trinity is actually identified as such mm. yeah where uh, yeah all three are mentioned yeah. right there boom 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 mm-hmm. all together uh but maybe one day we'll get into kind of the on the podcast like things that are not really in the bible that we kind of ascribe Ooh, yeah. to scripture. Uh, and yeah. trinity is one of them mm-hmm and some of the things are not really in the Bible that we ascribe to kind of the Bible that I'm like, yeah, it's in there. It doesn't necessarily say those right. words. And some things I'd be like, it's not in there at all. Right. Like, I don't know where this came in. And some things are great, but are not in the Bible. And some things are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> that. So maybe we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Probably the other you know, big one would be like rapture, which oh. is definitely not in the Bible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least not in Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we start off with a poem in chapter one. All right. It's a good poem. Thanks, Paul. And then we get to chapter two. Okay. I'm going to say right now, Chef's Kiss is Ooh. a great chapter. That's high praise. It, it, is, it is one of the great chapters of the Bible. Okay. So top 10 chapter of the Bible for me. Yeah. It's so good um, because we're highlighting this uh, gospel story so clearly, like the idea of like salvation based on grace is just like... Mm-hmm. Boom! Yeah, right there, we've, sure. we're laying it out like it's like you cannot escape this idea right here in, in Ephesians chapter two. Yeah. So not only do we have salvation by grace, we have this idea of like, and therefore we're created as new human beings, and this is going to be part of Ephesus. This new humanity yep. is coming birthed out of salvation based by grace, uh, and we're saying this laws of the Old Testament. Um, created a barrier between the Israelites and the outside world, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. was part of their design 
to set apart the Israelites from the world. Mm -hmm. But that barrier also excluded the world from being a part of the mission uh, and kingdom of what God was doing. And we're saying that barrier is gone. It's completely destroyed. It no longer exists here based on uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And because it's gone, we're setting up something completely new. All right. Any other thoughts here on this? No, this is great. I love this portion of Paul. This is all good stuff. Great stuff. And so this definitely leads to some of the questions you might have of like, what do we do with all those weird Old Testament laws? Do Mm. they still matter? Mm -hmm. I think according to Paul, based on this right now, they don't. Yeah. The barrier has been destroyed. Those right. laws have been destroyed. Yeah. I think that it's, it's important to say, like, Paul wouldn't say you shouldn't follow those laws. Correct. Paul would say those laws don't matter for your salvation. So yes. wh- whether or not you follow those laws is not how you are saved. Right. Those yes. laws could all be beneficial. They could draw you into a closer relationship with God. Yeah. Um, they could make you more aware of how God is present in your life. But they're not the point. Right. Yeah. And that's is, Paul's emphasis. Is this where he gets into the all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial? Is that, that in Ephesians? It's Romans. That's going to be in Romans. Romans. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But, but similar, like he has yeah. that stance and yeah. it's sort yeah. of reflected by this. Yeah. yeah. So if you're like, I've never read Ephesians, it's only six chapters. So you, yeah, could, check it you, out. Could, you could break it out easily. But you're like, right. I don't got 15 minutes. I only have three. Read chapter two. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the key one for me. Uh, I think it's so good. All right. And in chapter three, we're kind of really, Paul's excited mm-hmm. for this church. He's praying for them. We got a prayer. He's really excited for what they're doing. Uh, and there you go. And we have some neat stuff here where the emphasis of, Ephesians chapter three is on oneness. Mm -hmm. So that, that word one is going to come up a lot. He's going to really hammer that home. He's just like, we are one. We have one body unified by one spirit under one Lord with one faith. And we all have one baptism. How many? In one God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of really hammering down at home. One, like we are connected. Um, it was more than one. It was, it was more than one. <laughs> we got a lot of ones. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's even more than I even said. There's a lot of ones here. Uh, and that leads to we as the church should have a unity in all of this. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Paul. We don't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we blew it. <laughs> we do not. Uh, but that's the vision of the church is we are unified under all these things. And uh, I think one day we will be. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someday. It, someday. That's the that's the vision. Probably not in this earth, but uh, you know, in in a future earth. In the reconciliation of all things. That, yeah. you know. In the space advertising earth. Oh god! I hope that's not the earth that it happens <laughs> in. <laughs> right. Well, you could put it up there. <laughs> We're one. We are one. One body. Right. Throw it on up there in space. Yeah. <laughs> um. And but in that unity. Uh, I do like that Paul is going to highlight, even though we have a unity, that does not mean uniformity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that means all of us in this unity have different roles, responsibilities uh, to be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, has been highlighted before by Paul by being like, we're all parts of the same body yep. um, and all these different things. And, and he kind of gets into that same analogy here a little bit. We're all parts of the same temple or all parts of a new humanity with Jesus as the head. He's kind of getting that kind of yeah. similar analogy. He's working a riff and, you know, jazzing it up a little bit. Trying yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like testing some new material on the college campuses before. he. Yeah. A for. remix <laughs> of an old classic here. Yeah. You know, we're, we're putting together. Which I, I mean, I, for one, some people read the Bible and they're like, well, that's, you know, he's just saying the same thing over and over. It's like, yeah, but as a preacher, I totally get that. Like I have, 
Yeah. You know, if you ask me, like, talk about this, that, or the other, like, I have riffs that I could just go on mm-hmm. that I've done enough that I could, like, yeah, I could talk for five minutes about that because right. I know the story that I want to mm-hmm. tell and I know where I'm going. Um, and then, you know, every time that I tell it, it'll be a little bit different because I'm telling it to a new audience and I would, right. you know, connect with that audience in a particular way. So I get it. It just makes sense to me. For sure. And, you know, like the times like I preach, leave Bible study, I'm always like, I really, I like doing the stuff that's a little weird, a little less obscure because like people haven't heard it before. Like, right. so like Christmas Eve and Easter, I'm like, those are stories everybody knows. Like, how do you make that fresh and new? That's right. that's much more challenging like oh, yeah. <laughs> than, than taking like something weird sure. and trying to like breathe life into like, I don't understand this story. I'm like, that's more fun because yeah. like, at least it's like, yeah, you know, we're all exploring this together. Yeah. But, you know, the Christmas story, like, well, we are kind of know it. Yeah. So we got to, you know. Got to come up with something new. Got to got to mm-hmm. remix it into something new. <laughs> remix. Oh boy. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but I do think, even though for Paul, like the uniformity is based on like kind of like some are pastors or or teachers mm-hmm. or uh, whatever, you know, by vocation is kind of like he's kind of like playing it out there. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's important that um, even in this unity that the church has, uniformity is not the goal. It's okay mm-hmm. to think differently, to experience worldly things differently, and to have a different point of view. That is not an obstacle to unity. Yeah. Right. Um, those things all can happen and thus still have the same unification and purpose and under one God while we all have different perspectives. We mm-hmm. may even vote differently and still be unified in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the goal is not to have all of us think and act the exact same. Right. Which is an impossibility when we think of right. a global church. Right. Yeah. Much less a, a neighborhood is an impossibility yeah. when we think of a global church spanning thousands of years. No way. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really valuable, you know, because there are so many, even just individual congregations that we look at where the goal of the congregation really is to make everybody think and act exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not the call of the gospel that Paul is laying out here, right? The call, yeah. the call of the gospel is to bring in the beauty of your diversity and allow the oneness of Christ to be the thing that unites you above all of that and to reflect that oneness out into the world so that yeah. you can be a, a beautiful, diverse body of believers that brings all your difference and weirdness together mm-hmm. and yet reflects a, a beauty beyond yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like a I holy said. weirdness, not like a... Holy weirdness. Yeah. Sure. So then we're called... To take off the old humanity, put on the new humanity. So this is a, you know, a, a concept Paul's it's already like introduced. Like Mr. Rogers getting ready. Yeah. Kind of like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Take cardigan. off the cardigan, yeah. put on yeah. the other cardigan. <laughs> yeah. So good. How many cardigans do we need for one day? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rogers, great dude. Show's a little boring. <laughs> well, yeah, now it wasn't boring when you were a kid. I think it was still pretty boring. Those puppets were weird. Yeah, they were weird, but I don't, it was fabulous. <laughs> I would I'd go back and watch Mr. Dude. Rogers still. I kind of do want to watch it, yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, so he's a Presbyterian pastor. Yeah, ordained Presbyterian. Yep, cool, cool guy. Yep, really, really neat dude. Um, so what what it means to take off the old humanity and put on the new humanity? Paul will lay that out. It means yeah. taking off lies, putting on truth. Ooh. Taking off anger. Okay. Putting on peace. Ah. Taking off gossip. Putting on encouragement. And he has a couple mm, others, but that's less fun. Yeah, these are, these are the ones that <laughs> he kind of has put out there. Are what are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> yeah. We don't have a podcast anymore. Right. <laughs> so. right. All right, so are we ready to get into part two? Yes. Part two. So part two, the, the comeback. Yes. <laughs> the questionable, maybe you could have left this part off bit. <laughs> I, I think it's actually really great. I don't think it's that you could have left it off. I think that's that we we misinterpret it and allow, and allow it to yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. We use it inappropriately. Yeah. As opposed to Paul actually doing anything inappropriate with it. Yeah. yeah. But let's get into it. Let's go. Where are we at? Yeah. So, so we know it's part two because we have a word that signifies we're changing gears here. And that word is therefore. Therefore. Ooh. Yeah. So this is an important word in the book of Ephesians. So we have all of that as our base. And now we're transitioning and shifting into now here we are. Let's yeah. get into the so there and form. so forth. I think the word in Greek is idu. And it's actually like a really popular, like, as you're doing Greek translations, it's a really clear distinction of like, oh, well, it's moving from one it's, thing to another. So it's like, a, well, anyway. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or behold or therefore. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, a, all right, we've said this. Now we're on to this right. new thing. Right. You do. I think that's the right one. Yeah. And I think Paul is now saying, okay, like, what does this look like in practicality in a yeah. sense? Like in, How do we actually do this? In relationship, in your life, what does it mean to be a new human living under grace and forgiveness? All right. Step so, one. What do we do? Well, we have some signs of the spirit working. Oh. So how is the sign of the spirit working? How do you get that spirit activated? Yeah. You know, there's a thing on TikTok from some <laughs> lady who sings a song called Holy Spirit Activate. Yeah. People put things under this. So yeah. how do you get that Holy Spirit yeah. activated? Holy Spirit <laughs> Activate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. One, you sing. Oh. Sing, oh. sing, two, sing two different ways. Oh, how should I sing? Together. Okay. And alone. So which one are we doing right now? We're going to sing together? <laughs> We're all going to sing alone. karaoke? Individually. <laughs> this is po- podcast karaoke. Right. <laughs> I've got my song I ready. that's just the radio. <laughs> what? I think that's just the radio. <laughs> podcast karaoke. <laughs> what, what would be your song? What's your go-to? If, if I had to do karaoke? Right Yeah, now. I have a whole plan. I've never had to do karaoke. Oh, karaoke is fun. Yeah. No, it's maybe my worst nightmare. But... Hungry but, Eyes by Eric Carle, and I have a whole like. <laughs> so set it's of your wor- it's your worst nightmare, but you have choreography planned. You want to be prepared for the uh, bad things that happen with to choreography. You. Yeah. Okay. okay. What other way is there to be prepared? <laughs> I mean, like if okay. I'm preparing for like something, choreography is not my first. I mean, you never thought about like if somebody jumps you with a knife, like what you would do, like you throw elbows or whatever, and it's then the jump you with thing. a knife, like sing karaoke, <laughs> <laughs> sing Hungry Eyes right. karaoke. <laughs> <I'm ready>. <laughs> <laughs> It better have hand right. motions. Right. All I'm saying this is, is everybody moment. else is going to look underprepared. <laughs> <laughs> What's your, you have a go-to karaoke I song? don't, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, See you? Uh, you know, I let's see, I do Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Oh, that's sure. a good one, yeah. yeah. Maybe some Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. big fan. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, those, um, those would be... You do Poker Face. Uh, I like Bad Romance more. Oh, Bad yeah. Romance is so, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe, you know, if we want to get you more... Poppy, call me maybe. It's like, <laughs> a great little pop song. Yeah. That's really yeah. funny. And it so is funny. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially like a dude singing. It's always like that's funny. Look yeah. at that. right. It's a dude singing a girl song. Right. You know, like. right. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Classic humor. Gender bias. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy when it goes that direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it yeah. for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> um, so singing is an important part of this new humanity. So Paul's pro karaoke. Paul is well. He's pro worship. That's oh, for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Worship karaoke. There's an idea. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that seems right. like something <laughs> the church would do. I know, that's the quickest way to get me to stop coming to church. Church, TBH. A church thing. I'm like, you know what's fun? But when people sing, how about if they sing hymns by themselves? <laughs> Wouldn't that be super fun? Uh, uh, anyway, all right. Pastor David would probably like it. Probably <laughs> I think it would be, like, in the right context, it could be really funny. But yeah. yeah. Oh. I wouldn't do it in a worship service. That's don't you have to do it like during the traditional service? Don't you go off on some he, he like singing some chanting. thing <laughs> that we, we, goes we, on forever? We go off little, on some th- singing thing. We do some chanting. Right. It is, it's called yeah. It's, you have a big like breathless chanting. like. It's not moment. breathless. I breathe. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. It yeah. feels like you don't though. Well, that's just because I'm skilled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, I've only been to the traditional service like twice, and the first time I heard you do it, I was like. He's gonna pass out. Like, yeah. 
No, I, I he doesn't know how to. Right. He needs more hand motions. <laughs> I don't you use. You don't hand have good yeah. choreography. So if somebody comes up with your knife, it's a like, chant. Right. I'll stab you. <laughs> You're ready. Right. We're actually trained not to use choreography during <laughs> okay. that portion of the liturgy. I'm we just actually, saying it could improve it. We so. only chant a little bit. There's actually a lot more of the liturgy that you could chant if you so choose, there but is. we don't do no. it that often. Oh. You, could, you could chant basically all of it. Yeah, <laughs> there could be a lot of chant going. Yeah, right. if you want to go like what we would call super high church, you basically somebody is chanting from beginning to end. With the occasional reading, and some places oh will even some places will even like do the readings in a tone. So, like if you're if you're familiar with the psalm tones, where you're like, "The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want," and then you sing the next part. <laughs> yeah, some people will do like entire gospel readings and stuff following that same. It's a kind choice. of insanity That's pattern. Yeah, one is big medieval mess. Yeah. It really is because yeah. like, you know what's funny about music? Only one note. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what Paul's talking about. So no, let's, uh, right. let's right. bring it back. Yeah. So we have sing together and sing, sing together. Do so it. worship matters, especially okay. even worship by yourself. Yep. Uh, being thankful and to elevate others as more important than themselves. These, hmm. are, these are the signs of the more important than myself is working inside. Yeah. When yeah. you are elevating others yeah. more importantly than yourself. Got it. Lovely. Okay. So and then we're going to expand on that last part into this sure. what this looks like because that needs some clarification what does it look like what does it mean for to me elevate to others is more important than yourselves and we're gonna hit um we're gonna hit some ways that probably okay. most people in the church of ephesus have a connection to all right what do we got so first we have what does it look like in marriage okay this is the question that paul will will answer mm-hmm. what does that look like to elevate others is more important than themselves mm-hmm. so this is an important distinction because, right, like I think we may have even discussed this previously on the podcast. Yeah. But where you put this little header uh-huh. changes the definition of how you approach this topic. And Paul mm-hmm. did not write that header. Paul does not include headers. <laughs> Paul or whoever wrote this, right, did not write yes. that header. So when right? I say chapter two is a great chapter, Paul did not include chapters. Right. He He's, didn't say big two, verse right. one, <laughs> and right. write the He is yeah. just writing. Yeah. You know? And like we put those, those yeah, things the portion that we now to identify make it as easier two, yeah. to reference and to get to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, but that does not exist. I learned recently, sorry, that the Hebrew, like an authentic Hebrew Bible is not broken up by chapter and verse. Nice. I did not know it that. It just keeps going. Well, so yeah, it, it just keeps going. They break it up. Like they have different ways of marking it uh-huh. um, so that you can like reference things, but it's not broken up by chapter and verse. Oh, it's, it's really different than how we break up our Bible. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that has nothing to do with this. That's sure. just a fun fact. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so, yeah, where you, you put it matters. You could get to kind of it says like everyone should submit to everyone basically mm-hmm. and then go into here's the rules for marriage. Yep. Or you could make that just make everyone submit to everyone before yeah. and then have like a break yep. and now say here are rules for marriage. Yeah. And so. interestingly, if you look at English translations, English translations that come out of a more evangelical background sure. uh-huh. tend to put that uh this verse 21 of verse or of chapter five tend to put that before the subject header uh-huh. and out of a more protestant uh, background uh, or sure. mainline, mainline protestant mainline, background yeah, yeah tend to put it after the subject heading so mm-hmm. like in my bible that i'm looking at right now uh you have the heading the christian household and then the first part of that heading is be subject to one another out of reverence for christ and then it goes into specific roles but yes. Others will put that before, yeah. and that's obviously an important distinction that yeah. Paul did not intend, right? right? Sure. And the other, like the other piece is that it's not like Paul even used paragraphs, right? I mean, when they were writing, uh, because you know, it, thing, it, parchment and everything was expensive. It there weren't uh, breaks from one paragraph to the next. It was just edge to edge writing, sentence mm-hmm. after sentence. There, there was barely punctuation mm-hmm. or capital letters because right. th- those were bigger and expensive, and so right. you didn't even use stuff like that. All of that is us doing our best to interpret how this should be broken up. Right. And in this particular case, there's no therefore. So we're just kind of 
guessing, yeah. which is why that heading can move and why we can have that argument about sure. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have gone over kind of how people can approach these things from either a complementarianism complementarianism mm-hmm. way or egalitarian way. Yeah. So complementarianism would be wives and husbands have different roles in yep. the marriage that support one another. Egalitarian mm-hmm. is your individual marriage might have different roles, but it's not based on gender. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in this, Paul will lay this out and he's going to use uh, some different language for wives and husbands. I personally think he's saying the exact same thing to both, but he's going to use some different language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the language, we have two wives to submit and respect your husband and allow the husband to become responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Two husbands... Love and Elise is already like shaking <laughs> over so here. So I'm just not saying anything. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> love your wife and lay down your life for your wife and put her well-being above your own. So it's different for me. I think it's different language, but it's saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I I can see how it has been interpreted as not the same language though right yeah. and, yes. and how throughout history churches and pastors have laid it down and said well see women you need to listen to your husbands and right. so you're not allowed to go out after six or right. vote or yeah. you know other things like it's been used in a really agreed unintended horrible way right and so i think that baggage is tough to get past yeah um, but i do i do think yeah pa- uh, patrick your understanding i think is the right intention that's really behind here is that it's ultimately saying hey if you're in a marriage and you're committed to one another you elevate the other above yourself, that both of you care more about the other person than you care about getting your own way. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really valuable insight to bring into a yeah. marriage. Yeah. 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 And so I don't know if uh, Paul here has got, you know, based on his inclination of like, well, I'm trying to say the same thing to both women and men. Yeah. But based on their, you know, personality, their education, whatever it is, sure. I will phrase this differently to try to reach two different audiences. Sure. And we could say, is that okay? Well, every modern advertiser phrases things differently to right. reach men and women yeah. differently. Right. Uh, so commercials are phrased differently to reach women that they would not be you know, gaming for men. So this could be his version of that. Of yeah. Like, I need yeah. to reach a female audience right now, so I'm going to phrase this a little differently. And yeah. I need to reach a male audience solely right now so i'm going to phrase this a little differently yeah and you know to be honest like as you look at it right the section talking to women is a much shorter section than the piece talking to men yeah and a piece of that might be that what he says to women culturally at the time wouldn't be that surprising of course of course women should be submitting to their husbands and should be you know letting them be the head of the household that was the practice of the day right yeah Mm -hmm. but men laying down their lives for their wife or you know putting or elevating them above themselves that was that was not the pattern of the day sorry for anybody who just heard me punch my own microphone um that was not the In pattern anger of the day. Yeah. right <laughs> do it yeah yeah so I, I think there is a, like a real cultural challenge for the time that paul is living in that we then kind of threw back and said no no right. no he didn't mean to challenge that he meant right. to reestablish this other thing and right i think that's that's on us more than it is on paul yeah yeah so um at least you are allowed to jump in here we we know that yeah yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> we don't have to have two dudes talking two about dudes how women should right, submit yeah. to their husbands. <laughs> it's tough. I think people get so caught up on that submit line, right? Sure. And that's becomes the thing that sermons are crafted around and mm-hmm. the sort of the base theology of Ephesians and all and the base theology of women's role in the Bible and the church all yeah. comes back to this Absolutely. submit line. Yeah. And it's just it's tough to sort of unpack that and say like, yeah, I'm fine with that being there. He's saying the same thing. Like, I don't really think that, though, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, (laughs) I think that, you know, he said what he said and 
you know, the reality of that is that that gets interpreted Mm -hmm. as it will. Um, You know, and as an author, you don't always, you can't control the way that people interact with what you write, you know? And so just because it's in scripture, it doesn't, it's not immune to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I I think so much, so many bad things have been done in the name of this very short passage of scripture. So it's, you know. Which is, I mean, I think you kind of alluded to this too, right? This Mm -hmm. is not the point of of Ephesians, right? Right. This is not the backbone of Paul's argument. But it becomes that. Right. It it is an input or something that uh, is a result of living as people who are saved by grace and freed in Mm -hmm. in the life that uh, God gives us, that we live in this way that elevates one another and cares for one another. That's the result, right? This is a tiny little thing that has become, yeah, like you said, the backbone of of Paul's theology. And that is just a horrible yeah. misuse of this passage and of yeah. Paul's words, I think. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think it's Paul's intention, but I, yeah, there's no denying the pain and the yeah. um, baggage and the heart hurt that comes with this kind of writing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, a good way to approach this is to say, hey, read this fresh with your own eyes. See what it says. See what it says to you. Read a couple different translations of it because they're going to use some different wording, different things like that. Not every translation gets it 100% right mm-hmm. 100% yeah. of the time. Yep. You know, so read a few different translations of what this looks like and try as best we can to approach it with the, the cleanest of slates yeah. without the baggage of modern interpretation if you wanted to go like what how do we interpret something that's confusing i think it's most helpful to be like what would the early audience have heard felt and experienced during mm-hmm. those times yeah and and use that as kind of a, to inform us of today so yeah. to, to look at it through the puritan you know lens of america i don't think that's really helpful no. but no. to look at it of like what was the culture of the time is much more helpful right yeah you I, know? Whenever I come up against something like this in the Bible that really bothers me, I, I think it's been helpful for me to sort of put that up against what I think the bulk of like Jesus's teaching is mm-hmm. actually saying, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like what is the the big message here and how does this stack up to that? To me, that does not fit with the bulk of Jesus's teaching, right? Yeah. Like wives submit to your husbands, like, like, I, you know, that doesn't, yeah. I think what we are saying, we think Paul was trying to get at does you know people elevating each other over themselves yes yeah, i think yeah. that absolutely jives with what jesus teaching yeah, was well, I, th- I think it does submit if we follow that up with husbands submit to your wives right. which is what the previous sentence right. says right to yeah. both parties submit right. to one another yeah. in love and reverence yeah. I th- you know i don't think that paul was necessarily trying to, <laughs> to you know say something really crappy i think yeah. that probably also he did not have sensitivity readers <laughs> right <laughs> you know, well and, so what, and what you're describing i don't remember if we've talked about that on the podcast or not but mm-hmm. what you're describing is you know the fancy word for that is our hermeneutic right mm-hmm. it's it's the the glasses that we wear whenever we read anything but scripture in particular right mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> when you and i think this is really helpful to get at when you read something like this you look at it through the words of jesus mm-hmm. rather than using something like this to inform your reading of jesus right right and that's that's an important distinction and i I think that's a helpful place to start saying okay i understand jesus to be one who proclaims uh that i am saved by the grace of god through his death and resurrection that i'm called to love one another as i've you know been loved myself so how do i understand this within the context of that because that's the thing that we hold as central and true so anything else in scripture points me back to that or 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 helps me understand that in another way i think that's really helpful for us to get our head around 
Right. I wasn't expecting to get to say hermeneutic on this podcast. Yeah. But there it is. But I'm sure you were loving right. it. I, am, I do love the word hermeneutic. Right. That's true. This isn't the only relationship that Paul will talk about. Oh, what uh, else we got? Paul will also talk about children and parents, mm-hmm. what that relationship looks like in light of the new humanity. Kids should sit down and be quiet. <laughs> seen and not heard. That's right. <laughs> Mine missed the memo. Sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes not even seen. Right. <laughs> uh, and slaves and masters. Mm. So if another we, problem text, if right? Want, yeah. yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah, and, but, and so and we've also discussed this on a previous podcast. Yeah. This was in the 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 Katie years. The yeah, the the going B-E. way back. The Be yes, yes. Uh, but I think it, it's asking biblical authors to like see a world that slavery and this indentured servant does not exist is maybe asking too much. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're living in a world. And so they're saying based on the world, I see it. This is how we should live into these relationships. Mm-hmm. And one of those is slaves and masters. Mm-hmm. So do I think the intent is to eventually get to a place where there are, is no slavery? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Humanity, by the way, has not yet figured that out. Right. Right. You know, so like uh, that happens just like, uh, and so we, it's easy now to look at Paul and the, you know this time period and be like, look down our noses and be like, they could not get this right. I'm hopeful my great great grandkids look at me and my generation and say, these are things you did not get right. Yeah, as right. humanity continues to evolve yep. and I've grow got a list. Don't worry. and change. <laughs> Whether that's like, I can't believe you accepted uh, a phone in your pocket that was made by essentially slave labor. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was cheap for you, so you liked it. Yeah, you know, and so. So it's easy to look at our noses while we also yeah. sometimes benefit from a world that exploits the most vulnerable. Absolutely. So right. I think Paul is saying like in that world, this is at least what it should look like. Yeah. So uh, so we're getting into some of that slave and master relationships yeah. where the challenge is masters, how can you look at slaves yeah. more highly than yourselves? As one who serves Christ, just as you serve Christ. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it is part of like that, your faith in Jesus comes into even... <clears throat> these things that are dehumanizing and difficult Mm -hmm. and it's entirely you know this is one of the interesting things to think about when we think about the context of these letters right it's entirely possible that this is being read in a room in which a master and that master's slave are sitting next to one another in an in a room where they are being told they are equal yeah Mm -hmm. right and that's the first time perhaps that either one of them have ever heard that Mm -hmm. Um, and so having that context for our mind like to hear a slave sit there and hear masters you know stop threatening your slaves like no no one's ever said that to me why like and you know to have that kind of unity in christ right like we are all one in spite of me being the slave and this guy being the man like these are all very radical ideas again as we put it into the context Mm -hmm. in which it was being delivered originally yeah pretty pretty powerful stuff yeah Mm -hmm. to say i mean at the very least in this room while you're worshiping together we're all on the same level is very powerful stuff yeah now Maybe maybe he doesn't go too f- as far as he should, or as far as we would like. As yeah, far right. as we would like, we can certainly say that. I think, um, yeah, no, envisioning a world completely different than his own maybe just too much to ask. Sure, you know, yeah. So. All right, then we're going to conclude uh, in Ephesians with uh, Paul's going to say some reality of spiritual evil is out there. Yep that that this new humanity that we're putting on is not going to be met with no resistance. Uh, okay. That that but not only the resistance in your own heart, there's resistance in our spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Uh, beings and forces are going to undermine and attack this as you're trying to do it. And what so, is that that the church lady used to say on SNL? Satan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and so that means 
We mm. need to put on some armor. Ooh. We need to get ready for that. You get need that to get your karaoke song ready. So as we're, saying. Uh, as we're putting on that new humanity, we're putting on armor to protect it. Okay. Um, and so this imagery... Because our new humanity is very tender. Yeah. Right. So this obviously is going to be an imagery similar, you know, that is appropriate and understandable for a Roman audience sure. to have like Roman draws. Of, like these are the mm-hmm. army. This is the, the stuff that our centurions would wear. So this yeah. is kind of a spiritual equivalent. It also is going to be drawing from the book of Isaiah what this is the armor that the future Messiah is going mm-hmm. to be wearing. Mm-hmm. And so we're asking like as the Christ, as Jesus puts on this, we're also called to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So we're putting on our own armor. Um, and, you know, we've got a belt of truth. We got a, you know, breastplate of righteousness mm-hmm. and a sword of the spirit. That's kind of our, you know, the attacking. Which one. is what? The word of God. The word of God. I like that one because as a camp counselor, if somebody hits some, you know, inevitably some fourth grader hits another kid with their Bible, <laughs> yeah. you tell them, hey, and then you have them look up this passage and you say, you don't hit someone with the Bible, you stab them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Good material. Yeah. They always liked it. You know, yeah. for, fourth grade jokes. They yeah. like that a lot. If you grew up in a, maybe a more conservative uh, youth group, uh, you might have done like sword drills. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yep, I All remember right. this. Do you know what this is? I can guess, but no, I don't know exactly. Basically, you sit with your Bible closed. Yeah. You and, hold it up over your head, right? And, and then, then like somebody will say yeah. a reference, or say a, like like a, you know John three sixteen. Uh-huh. The first one to get there and read it mm-hmm. would like uh-huh. you know, get a. If point. you're real nerdy, you had it marked in your Bible already. Like you yeah. had the Romans Road thing going on. Sure. Romans Road. Like I'm looking Ew. at yours, and it looks like a mess frankly but it is a mess yeah it's because no. i got notes from like five years ago that Do you have john three sixteen. no i don't <laughs> okay. so 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 it could be as simple as like yeah Second give corinthians yeah, give me give me a reference and you gotta Acts. find it yeah. or i'll say something yeah. and you gotta find that in your bible gotcha. like you gotta know where that is yeah so i gotta know for god so loved the world and i gotta find right john the stress is coming back so this is your sword drill <laughs> sword drill i love yeah. it okay yeah we gotta be you know Ready to go. Ready to fight. If anybody, when the attacker comes I mean, with his knife. Right. I'll say this. If I'm going to have evangelical churches training people for a fight, I'd rather them doing that than actually training with swords. So right. that is preferable. <laughs> Still not great, but preferable. Anyway. All right. And uh, yeah, that's the end of Ephesians. Ta-da. Yay. We made it. Good we job, did. guys. Yeah. Yeah. All Can right. get into any fights? We don't normally get into we any fights. You know? We're all pretty good people. We're all right. one in this right. space. Yeah. Right. Even though when we walk out of this room, we all know so that Elise bicker. is better than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, went in a different direction than I thought it was going to. Yeah. You know. I agree. So. <laughs> <laughs> so even there, we're all one. Yeah. Uh, I'm choosing to say that as I elevate others more is more important than myself. Yeah. So yeah. Following the new yeah. humanity. So That's right. Kind, of, uh, kind of better than everybody else. Being so. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? Um, yeah, Ephesians is is short. It's six chapters long. It's not uh, it's not a complicated read. When mm-hmm. we get into the book of Romans, which Oof. also has some beautiful stuff, it is a complicated Paul's read. Paul's packing some heat. In I Romans. don't think Ephesians has that same complication no. to it. Yeah. I think it's it can be plainly read for the most part, and uh, you can draw some really interesting and good stuff about uh, theology. And even if you disagree with some of the conclusions on where yeah. how that leads you to leave you know, live your life. I do think there's value there. Even if you're like, I disagree with some of this wording, I don't think there's, it's valueless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's some important things, you know, that we can kind of draw from it. Yeah. There's one line just to kind of echo what you were saying just there. This is the uh, verse 
19 of chapter 6. This is Paul's kind of final greetings uh, to the church. And he says, uh, Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given, uh, so that I may proclaim with boldness the mystery of the gospel. I think that's Mm. uh, worth us remembering, that Paul even himself acknowledges, look, I'm proclaiming a mystery. And I I need words that are beyond myself to be able to continue to proclaim that. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us to remember, too. We're proclaiming mysteries. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. All right. right. Want to rank it? Sure. I give it a solid thumb and a half. Thumb. Thumb. Um, you know, chapter two is just so, so good. That's what you've said. <laughs> so um, I might give it a thumb and three quarters. Wow. That's not an option. That's, yeah. It is an Can option. Can you bend your thumb like just. Yeah, you have to give me a quarter of your thumb for that to right. be an option. It's fine. Chop like it a off. Thief. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, if you uh, liked this episode, you can find all of our uh, Bible series at PeyondSundayPodcast.com. On the first Monday of every month, we'll be back again on the first Monday of December. Uh, where we'll almost be to Christmas, folks. Wow. Time's yeah. right around the corner. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, hey, if you are uh, wanting to have According a According suggest- to Hobby Lobby, we've been in Christmas time. <laughs> For quite some time. Thank God the calendar does not revolve around Hobby Lobby. But if you have suggestions on what uh, book you want to hear us do next or other uh, things that we should do, because we're coming towards the end of our Bible series. So perhaps there's another series that you have a suggestion for. We'd love to hear that. Uh, Send it to beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're not going to do every book uh, attributed to Paul or every letter. No, because some of them are kind of like, meh. Yeah, <laughs> frankly, yeah. Well, no, we, we we'll also several short get ones into then, yeah. Romans. Yeah, and I think Paul's pastoral letters are and these block, are, yeah. and these are almost all probably not Paul. Some yeah. even definitely not Paul. Yep. So, but I think they're they're valuable in how we the church has grown, mm-hmm. and so uh, so those would be some important ones to get into. All right, let's yeah. do it. All right, thanks those, everybody. Those will be coming up. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday.